and we're live. And yep, everything says that we're live, so we're live, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. Um, it's start the weather's starting to get a little colder in our neck of the woods. Um, I mean, our high today is up, but for the mo- for this week, but for uh, us, uh, we've already had freezing temperatures, and we're might we might have snow tomorrow. Ooh, so, goodness. You know. That's a little early for snow. So uh, down here in the Quad Cities, it's uh, it's kind of a uh, a cool and windy day out there. So good day to wear a hoodie, but uh, but still warm enough that you can wear sandals. Every day's warm enough that you can wear sandals, Rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the most part, they are. So you you can you can you can you can uh, sandal weather for you um, is is year round. Mine ends a little bit. Probably toward the end of October, I think it is. That's when it gets too cold for me, and when I got to put start putting on the shoes. So, okay. Um, so, as we uh, get started, uh, headlines for this week: uh, we have our poll question, as always. Who do you think's better, Michael or LeBron? Um, then we move into. We'll go into the bubble. Uh, Rich, what do you got? Um, after uh, talking about the MLB and the basketball playoffs, we'll be going into the NASCAR corner to take a look at the results from the Roval. Um, taking a look at who's left in the NASCAR playoffs before giving you our picks for the Hollywood Casinos 400 down in Kansas. Uh, before hitting and ending the show by talking some football. Yeah, football going to be a big part of our discussion today. Um, we have lots to talk about there. Um, all that and more after we roll that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Uh, So, Rich. Uh, LeBron Michael, who's the GOAT? Who do you like? What do you think? Yeah, so before we get into the Michael LeBron, we did have um, we did have somebody that took the opportunity to add people to our poll list of, uh, of to expand it past Michael and LeBron as they didn't get any votes, but they did get added to the discussion, I guess, of Damian Lillard of the Blazers, Larry Legend, Larry Bird of the Boston Celtics, and Mamba which is, as everybody knows, is Kobe Bryant. They didn't get any votes. Um, and uh, okay. And we also had Brian Scalarban, the white mamba, added yeah. to the poll. There's a, there's, he did get a vote. The person that added him to the, to the list did vote for him. Okay. There is one more that I would say should be added. Okay. Um, and uh, Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, Hakeem the Dream was a great player. Two NBA championships, a couple of MVP awards, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can see Hakeem Olajuwon being in the discussion. Yep. Um, but a lot of, but there were some great articles this week written across the the sports platforms, SportsIllustrated.com, ESPN, Fox Sports, Yahoo, putting together articles about who is better, Michael or LeBron. So it, it's a great week to have the discussion on on our show, a topic that we've talked about wanting to discuss on the show. Um, so, Mike, is it Jordan or LeBron? Okay, um, Jordan is my my vote is Jordan. Now, there's there's reasoning. One, mm-hmm. uh, he in his prime. Now, now if we put both these guys in their prime next to each other, Michael is by far and away more superior than LeBron. Okay. Now, that does not mean that if Michael and LeBron played a game both in their prime, that LeBron wins, or that Michael wins. Here's why. Michael would start playing the physical game that he's used to. LeBron would realize, wait, we're not playing the current NBA rules? And because of that, LeBron, who is significantly bigger, will come back and just get physical and and could dominate. Don't think he would. That does not make him the greatest player of all time. 
It just means that he uh, he's in the discussion for it. But overall, greatest of all time has got to be MJ. Yeah, uh, for me, the article go the the argument goes beyond the six titles in yep. eight years, because I mean that's that's one of my that's kind of like a science like a screen or one of the funnier moments in the movie Bad Teacher, when um, Jason Jason Siegel's character is arguing with a a student between the, uh, the LeBron debate, and he screams back six titles. That's the only argument you have. It's the only argument I need, and then he walks away. It goes beyond that. It does. I mean, ten, ten title. I mean, what LeBron has done with ten NBA Finals trips, winning four of them, it, it is in itself an accomplishment. But the fact is, he won four titles to Michael Jordan's. Oh, we're losing you. We're losing you. You're losing me. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the career statistics, it does look like LeBron's a a better player, but that's because he's also played in the game longer as well. Yeah. um, I would also argue uh, uh, I mean, if you want to go with how many times they've been in the finals, how about Bill Russell? Mm Mm-hmm. If, if you're I only going Bill, based on that, Bill Russell. Nobody else. You, you, he won 10, didn't he? Yep. yep. Um, so you can't, if, if that's all you're going with, if that's all you're going with, then, then Bill Russell's the key. You can't. Eight straight championships. Eight straight championships. And then he won a couple more other times. So don't bring that up. If, if all you're doing is that, then there there you go. The argument's over. It's Bill Russell. He's the greatest. But it, it, that's yeah. not what it's about. It's about how they changed the game. Michael changed the game like nobody else. You couldn't. And the people he played against will tell you that he changed the game. Like, they couldn't, nobody could, he was so dominant, nobody could handle him. We've had people handle LeBron. That's right. There have been NBA Finals games where he's had a bad stat line and disappeared, uh, disappeared for large portions of the game. But the other thing that, that as a personal reason that I don't like in the LeBron um, Jordan showdown is LeBron had has jumped and has led three different teams to a championship which in itself has never been done before but he jumped teams michael played with one team his entire year his entire career minus the two if even well except for those random two years where he was pressured to step down from the ownership box to uh, from the general manager position in washington to play two pointless years but for I... the most part he played for one you remember him as a Chicago Bull, yep. not as a Washington Wizard. Yep. If you ask people to, all right, what what team is LeBron James most known for? You could get any of the three teams that he's played for: Cleveland, Miami, and now New York, and now uh, L.A. I take that argument away. Okay. Here's why. I don't blame LeBron for. I mean, what he did in Miami, that I will give you. That is not what you should like. He created a super team. And then use that super team to win the championship. That did I, Michael ever need to create a super team to win a championship? Um, did he need to? No. But was a super team created around him? Yes. But they were also all de- de- drafted and developed. No. Most of the teams were drafted and developed around him. The key players were. Nope. Because the third repeat, the three-peat, the repeat three-peat, mm-hmm. all of those had the greatest rebounder known to man. Correct? Yeah. And where did he where did he de- get developed and drafted? In Detroit. Okay. So I'm not saying now, now does that mean that Michael couldn't have still played the game and couldn't could have done that? The problem was especially in 96, they needed him 
because or not 96 98 for the last dance they needed him there because scotty was done scotty didn't show up for half the year and if it wasn't for um if it wasn't for dennis rodman coming in you don't you don't have that uh that same setup it doesn't come out the same and uh and lebron is um or and and I don't think they get that that third. They might not get that third championship. They might not even have made the playoffs that year. So I'm not I'm not saying that Michael had a dream team and blah blah blah. Michael did. I mean, honestly, look at Tony Kukoc, an amazing, phenomenal player. Scottie Pippen, an all star, superstar, should have been better paid than he was, but you know whatever. And then you have uh, Dennis Rodman. Those four. You have Steve Kerr coming off the bench. You have a super team there. Now, yes, most of it was homegrown and home developed. You can argue that Tony Kukoc coming out of the Soviet bloc or the whatever. Uh, coming out Croatia. Of, that's still part of the uh, Soviet bloc. Yeah. Um, but you could argue that him coming out of the Soviet bloc uh, really affects how the. Uh, that he had developed his game over there so when he comes here he had already been developed but again it was his first American his first NBA team so you can't really say whether that was better or worse you'd just say that that was there and then um, and then uh, Pippen and Rodman and I mean you already have a super team right there Adding MJ in there just makes it unfair. So, but he didn't, Michael didn't go out and create the super team. The super team was created around Michael. Okay, that's the first argument. The second Uh argument, and this is where I think, um, but the second argument in favor of LeBron that says he went, he had to go to three different teams. Well, the first one, uh, the first time he left, when he went to Miami and he created a super team, uh, yeah, that one, I I would say that one kind of hurts him. It really does. Because, honestly, that's been, that's that sucks. But, once he's back in Cleveland, they, they it was LeBron. I mean, they, they had a few guys here and there, but nobody that could, nobody that was, moving the board as it were to uh to make that team a super team and then coming out to my or coming out to la honestly it was free agency i mean he wa- he knew where he wanted to go he knew what lifestyle he wanted to live and he did that why blame yes, him? But, he, but he needed the superstars around him to be able to win he couldn't do it. He didn't do as he didn't do as well in in Los Angeles with the kids that the Lakers developed over the years. Guys like Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Brandon uh, Baron Ingram, Lamelo Ball. He did not do as well with that team. You you swap those guys out, bring in Anthony Davis, a second superstar, to form a little bit of a super team or a super two, and hey, look at that! They're NBA champions again. But so look, but look at the M- look at the NBA right now. How many teams don't have multiple superstars already? Like, of the real contenders. Let's not let's not talk about teams that aren't contenders. But let's talk about the real contenders. Aren't they all basically superstar, almost super teams? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that that is something that the NBA has kind of changed into is being a league that is dominated by. The teams that are going to the NBA Finals every year have those superstar tandems, or at least one or two superstars. It's not, it's not like it was in in Jordan's era when, where there was a lot placed on loyalty and stars sticking in one place, at, yeah. one place at a. So, you're right. It's a, it's about who's, it's about getting to where you need to be and how how you're going to do it. So, you know, I can't fault uh, anybody for it. Uh, that's just where the game has gone nowadays, and so we'll see. Like I said, there are plenty of reasons why uh, MJ. I, I mean, I still think MJ is the greatest, 
LeBron has done what LeBron has done is amazing. Um, the fact that he came right out of high school mm-hmm. and was NBA ready out of high school, that in and of itself is amazing. Let's give that some props. But does that make him better than MJ? No way. Um, so we've we've had our debate. We both agree that it's MJ. How'd our fan poll do? Um, just looking at Jordan versus LeBron, taking out the white Mamba vote, it was seven to one, which is kind of what I expected. Uh, with a lot of our fan base being in the Midwest and probably growing up watching the Jordan era Bulls. Yeah. Um, who is our one descender? Descended. Um, a new uh, a new fan. A, a new addition to okay. our fan page uh, who is from the New York area, I believe it is. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm not going to disservice you. I'm not going to try and pronounce the name. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Mike, if you want to take a stab at it, you're fine. Uh, no, I'm, um, I'm good. Um, I'm not going to disrespect that individual by trying to mispronounce their name. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me get to it, see if I can... Tanu Takanui. Um, okay. You know, that's all right. You, everybody's got their own opinion. Uh, Morgan Barnell going with the white mamba there. Um, you know, I give that I give that some credit. Um, yeah. He's a great cheerleader on the bench. <laughs> he is. And then uh, the rest of us, we all voted for MJ. Uh, honestly, great to have you have participation in the poll love seeing that um we'll see next week uh this week's poll uh we have going live about noon i think is when we're going to shoot for that uh we're going to have um we're going to go with the nfl greatest of all time uh which was spurred on by uh dave our, our guest host last week david um hovinga and it's gonna be tom brady versus uh, Joe Montana. Yeah, and much like last week's poll, we will give you the option to add op- to add players to the list. Yeah. As well. So next week's I think it's going to get a lot more next week's conversation in and of itself gets a lot more complicated. Um Yeah. Cuz if we're talking about greatest of all time, uh there's a lot more criteria in the NBA in the NFL than in the NBA. Uh the NBA like you can have one guy change an entire team. The NFL, it's a little bit harder. You need all eleven guys, and different positions can change. You can say, well, so and so, athletically wise, was greater than either of your picks. Um, you could say people like uh, Jerome Bennis, the bust, busted. Okay, through. hold on here. Let let let's save it for next week, Mike. Okay, save it for next week. Put the pin, uh, as you like to say, put the pin back in her grenade. Save it for next week. So, folks, you can add players to, you can add players to the list, just like you did to this week's poll. Um, add as many as you'd like. Vote for the one that you think made the book made the biggest difference to the NFL, who you think is the greatest NFL player of all time. Yep. And we'll talk about that. So, uh, we've already kind of gone into the bubble a little bit, talking about how the Lakers won yep. the title last week. So, uh, two, lunches two lunches for Mike. me. Yep. Two Michael, two lunches for you. Uh, you'll probably but be Rich, touching on those tomorrow, mon- uh, next week, I think. Monday, you get to uh, you. You might get a chance to redeem yourself. As, I might, as we should know. Uh, Monday, who the uh, who's going to the World Series? That's right. So the uh, the Rays Astros series is going to a Game Seven, which will be tonight on TBS, with uh, Charlie Morton going up against Lance McCullers. And the Braves lead the Dodgers three to two, but the Dodgers seem to be on a roll right now. As even though they're down three to two, it doesn't feel like they're in that hole at all. No. Uh, to where you can catch game number six tonight on FS1, and I believe the game seven will probably be on uh, the, one of the Fox channels, competing against Sunday Night Football as well. Yeah. Um, tonight's game six, we'll have uh, we'll see the Dodgers go with Walker Bueller. And Max Free going to the bump for the Braves. We'll we'll have to get back to the to the uh, NBA in just a second. Sorry, I kind of moved okay. us right to this because I want to talk about LeBron winning. But uh, while we're in the MLB, 
Um, what are your thoughts on how terribly, uh, arguably the one of the greatest pitchers of all time in the regular season had, can't show up in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's been a it, it's been a tough road for Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. I get, didn't get a chance to watch his game. I've been kind of more focused on the Rays Astros series, following that on the radio and on the apps. Um, how about the Dodgers Braves series? But yeah, Clayton Kershaw how and, about, and Walker Bueller struggling in the playoffs as well. In the in the playoffs, when you're when you're talking about the playoffs, just a, or in the regular season, he's got like a point or he's got a point like two ERA. I think is I I'm going off memory here, so so forgive me. The numbers might be are are going to be off, but it's something like point two in the in the like in his overall career. For an ERA, then you move into the playoffs where it matters a bit, and it jumps up to like a point four. Uh, when you get into the NLCS, it moves up to like a point four six, and then when you move into the World Series, it's over point five. Yeah, ERA. Not good. It's not good. Or no, it it, it actually jumps up to a five ERA. Sorry, it's it's uh it's a two ERA. A one or a two ERA in in the regular year overall in the playoffs it jumps up to a two, not point two. I'm I did that wrong, but not a point two, but a two. And then NLCS four point like five, and then the the American or the the World Series it's it's up over a five point like seven or something. Those are not that is not elite. Those are not elite numbers. Also, he is like the thirty first. Uh, worst pitch, or like, like he's like number thirty-one when it comes to people who've pitched at least twenty innings in playoffs in the last like fifteen years, I think. So honestly, it's sad to see such a great he he can't pitch in the playoffs. Would you trust him on the bump? Let's put you in a possible game seven. Yeah. Yeah, are you no. are you putting him on the bump for Game Seven? I I think if his if it was his turn in the rotation and he was at full health, I'd put him on the bump. But I'd have a I'd have a quick hook with him if he got himself in the trouble. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, now, uh, if he goes now, now the nice thing for him, he seems to be able to go at least four innings. Um, if you go to his four his first four innings, his ERA is like still a one, but once he hits those six. In, to the sixth inning, then it jumps up to like a, a four, up to that four number. So if you keep him only in for about four innings, yeah, sure, you'll be able to do something good out of that. Pull him immediately after the fourth inning. Have it have uh, either a, a one of your other starters come in in the fifth, or have uh, just have the rest of the bullpen ready to go. Yeah. Um, so before I guess we jump back to the to the NBA, because you do want to talk about LeBron's fourth championship a little bit more, did you see the developing story on the south side of Chicago yeah. with uh, Rick Rick Renteria was dismissed? Yep, uh, it was a mutual parting of ways, as they're calling it, and he's no longer going to be the manager on the south side of Chicago. Correct. So and Tommy was st- Tommy Lasorda. Had you not heard? No. Tommy is Tommy's name was being uh, or Tony. La- Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Tony- I, I don't think Tony. I don't think Tommy Lestella is going to go back. Tommy uh, Lestella. No. From. Uh, You're right. Tony <laughs> from the Dodgers fame is going to go back to the man. Go back to the manager's seat at, at his age. I I think. But so. yeah, but yeah, Larusa has been been. Uh, brought about as a candidate and they've also talked about maybe even talking to Alex Cora and AJ Hinch as getting a possible look at that manager because they want a person that has recent World Series success. Yeah. And the only other two guys besides Cora and Hinch that have that on their resume are Bruce Bochy and Ned Yost, both player both man former managers that stepped away to the game because they wanted to retire. You're forgetting not because they were fired. You're forgetting one other one. Okay, who's that? Joe. Joe Madden's currently employed by the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, but, you know, the White Sox do some wheeling and dealing and get him over there. 
next year we have a White Sox Cubs World Series. Yeah. So, so the one thing that brought up to my mind here does Rick Renteria turn into the new Buck Showalter? Because I always have this theory. You did going up that, we... that if you hired Buck Showalter to get you through a rebuild, or just had Buck Showalter manage your team for one year, fired him. The next year you bring in a new manager, bam, you got you got yourself a World Series championship. It happened in New York when Joe Torre replaced Showalter, and it happened in Arizona when Bob Renly replaced Buck Showalter. However, it hasn't quite worked out in Baltimore yet, as they're still in their rebuild, as um, yep. Buck hasn't been the manager there in a couple of years, and they, then also they haven't won their championship. But look at what's happened to Rick Renneria. He he put he was one of the many Cubs to he was one of the many managers in the Cubs rebuild. He was let go by the team because there was a better manager available yep. at the time in Joe Madden. Two years into Joe Madden's tenure, after getting fired, the Cubs win the World Series. So, not a bad theory. You you've you liked the Buck Walter one. You've liked that for years. In fact, uh, when when they were parting ways with Dusty Baker, you thought that's who they should bring in so that oh, yeah. uh, we could have him for a year and then fire him and then uh, win a World Series. Um, but Rick Renteria, he's only done it once. We need to see if that happens with the uh, with the White Sox um, and, and see if uh, that's what goes on. But yeah, I mean, they, they mentioned in the talk that maybe one of the, maybe there's nothing wrong with Rick Renteria but you can't pass up an opportunity to maybe hire a guy that's eligible to be hired again. So that's what leads me to think that Alex Cora or AJ Hinch is probably going to be the guy that's hired there in uh, to manage the, the South side. I hope it's not Cora. I hate uh, Alex Cora. I have no respect for anymore. Um, AJ Hinch. I can't actually am okay with um, the hard part. There is it's been publicly accepted and viewed that he did not have control of that Houston Astros team and that's why the cheating went on it was very little about him being the uh, like he had very little to do with it he just couldn't control his team from not doing it hmm. and that to me hurts his uh, it hurts what what is a huge tarnish tarnish on his uh, his career, um, and it makes it hard to, to really accept him as a as a uh, major league manager. If you can't control your team to um, to be uh, good to to stay within the rules, if you can't shut down um, if you can't shut down a, a cheating process of that caliber, uh, you know it's it's not. I don't think you deserve to be a manager. You can't con you you can't lead men enough that you can lead them out of that. No, you shouldn't be around. Yeah, I, I think he deserves a better a, a second chance. I think I would rather have. If you told me that there's only two guys I can choose from, Hinch or Cora, I think I take Cora. I think I take Hinch over Cora. I because there the story goes is that Cora was more of the architect or the ringleader of the cheating scandal, and then he turned around and took it to Boston with, and led them to a World Series title with allegations that they might have cheated along the way to getting that championship as well. Correct, and I agree. I think that I like Hinch better than I like Cora, but if I'm putting on a hat as, a, as an owner, GM, whatever you want to call it, if I'm looking at, at uh, A.J. Hinch, let's look at it as an analyst, okay? Okay. As an analyst, you see that he wasn't able to lead well enough. He wasn't able to take control of his team and say, no, we're not doing this. This is not acceptable. And his team went, went on and said, screw you, we're going to do this. And he couldn't stop it. He didn't stop it. Doesn't that hurt, hurt your ability as a manager? Like, doesn't that say you're not a good manager? Because isn't part of leadership, part of management, that you you are able to tell those people no? It is. Okay. But if you look at it from a perspective of of the three three manager positions you have open in the in the majors right now, Detroit, 
Boston, and now Chicago, the White Sox, looking at talent-wise and the media market, Chicago is probably his best land, a really good landing spot for him. I agree. Because he's got, he's got the talent, and there's not as much media coverage around as... the White Sox in the city of Chicago. So you could have the introductory news conference where you say, you know what, I've learned my lesson. I'm, this is what I'm going to do to stop this from happening in the future and what I'm going to do to put my stamp on the team. And that's probably the last that you could hear about it. Uh, no, hear about I, the whole cheating thing. I get it. I agree with it. I'm not opposed to it. I don't hate the concept. I just think personally he needs to do something to grow up and grow up hair because he couldn't stop it before what's going to say he's going to be able to stop it now hmm. so. but if it doesn't start again you don't have to worry about what he's going to do to to stop it it's what he learned it come, comes down to what he learned in his year away from the game yep. serving his suspension without putting up a fight against it and or getting fired and not putting up a fight on why i shouldn't be fired for this and what he's going to do to stop it from happening again yep and i think you it could come down to the players that were involved in that cheating scandal not being on the White Sox again, and yep. he's got a Houston, he's got a an Astro from that from that was on that team in Dallas Keuchel, on the team as well that he can confide in to, to at least know the signs of, and he knows the signs of what's what was being done to stop it from happening. Yeah. Um, so Mike, let let's circle back to the NBA. Okay. Um, so and, before we move on to the NASCAR corner, so the Lakers win their uh, champ their seventeenth championship. Yes. Now that ties Boston, and all the Bostonites are saying, "Yeah, but but eight of those championships were were gotten in Minnesota." Like there there's people saying that. What are your thoughts? Um, does do when a team leaves a city, does that change how they? Uh, does that change? I, I don't. The I don't think so because okay. you can't give those seven championships to the Timberwolves just because now they play in the city of Minnesota. Right. I think. I, I think if you if a team moves, you take unless you have like the unique situation that the Browns have to where they get the team history and the and and everything related to the team stayed in Cleveland instead of it leaving with them to Baltimore you get you those still should count um the one argument that I heard and I can't remember the guy's name um uh it was a guy it was their their best player when he when they played in Minnesota um George Mikan? Yeah. Okay. Mikan. Yeah. George Mikan. They still haven't re retired his number. Really? Wow. Yeah. He doesn't hang in the rafters. The guy that got them most of those championships in uh, in Minnesota. Hmm. So, if you're going to say that it's the same franchise, if you're going to make that argument, then doesn't it, doesn't it forego that... Uh, that those championships, that the guys that led you to those championships should be the ones, uh, should be retired as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, if you're, I can see that. So if you're not doing that, are you saying that the, it's not accurate? That is a good question, Mike, and I don't know if I have a good answer for you. Okay. I, I'm just, what do you think about it? Honestly, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm making the argument for argument's sake. Um, they have they have seventeen. Let's be let's be honest. The organization has this has seventeen. That's it. They've matched they've matched uh, they've they've matched uh, Boston. Great, good job. I, honestly, at some point somebody was gonna overtake was gonna at least tie Boston, if not overtake them for for that. Um, and honestly, next year, uh, depending on what happens in the off season. Uh, LA could be the uh, could be the team to, to overtake it. So speak. So honestly, good on them. Um, they look like a good team. Hopefully, what do you think they need to do in the off season to make them candidates for next year? 
re-sign Anthony Davis at all costs. Okay. Okay. Is there anybody else that they that they should be looking to get? I, I'd have to see who else is available or who wants to chase a ring with LeBron. Okay. And LeBron and Anthony Davis to see who could take a lower, a lower, I guess maybe a below market contract to have a better chance at an NBA championship. Yeah, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that wants to. Um, when, so... Yeah, but when you have guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis taking up a big chunk of your of your payroll, you need to have those veteran guys that that are willing to take those types of deals to fill out the rest of your roster. Yeah. And I think in, in when you have guys like LeBron and LeBron James, you, there, there's going to always be players out there that with him participating in the free agent process that he can convince guys to come play with him. Yeah. Um, the other, the other argument, uh, the other side of that is, uh, do you think, how many more years does LeBron have left in him? Mm. I don't know. He's on what a four-year deal? Yeah. And yeah. It's, this was year two, so it theoretically two more years. And if he makes that, you know who comes out in the draft that following year or that year, right? His son. His son. Does his son? Uh, does his son play a? Uh, I, I don't want to say a um, say it fully, but does he do a, a John Elway and say, nope, the only place I'm playing is L.A. So. Or, so he or, pulls a Kobe Bryant and says, Kobe. "I'm only going to play in, I'm only going to play in L.A. You or, can draft me, but you've got to trade me to this team because I'm not going to sign with you." Was it Lamar Ball? Lavar Ball. Yeah, Lavar Ball saying that yeah. Lamar Lamelo would only play for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Lamelo only is going to play in L.A. Like, is he going to do that? Is that kind of what happens? I don't know. And I don't know, but I could see. I have heard the rumblings that LeBron would like to play a season with his son and be on the same team as his son. So if he's a free agent when he gets drafted, maybe the team that has the number one pick just happens to work out a deal that it's a kind of like a tandem signing to where you, you maybe if we sign, if we draft LeBron's son, maybe we'll get a season or two of LeBron. Yeah. Maybe I, not prime, prime LeBron that could carry your team, but still LeBron James. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think LeBron LeBron moved out to LA because he wanted to be in LA. I don't think he changes that. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. But we also need to talk about in the NBA, um, how about the Clippers? Speaking of LA. Mm -hmm. Signing Ty Lue as their head coach. I don't know about that one. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to move on from Doc Rivers because he couldn't get you over the hump, and you just promote one of his assistants. I, I don't, I don't know if that if that's a if that was the right move to Ty go. Ty Lue wasn't opinion. one of his assistants. Ty Lue was his lead assistant this year. Oh, I thought he was out in Miami. No. Either way, I think it's a good call. Ty Lue has okay. has the manage it has the experience to lead a team to the to the championship. He's done it before. Now, granted, that team had a guy on the on there called LeBron James, but I still think he had I, you know, I don't know. Good. good. I, I would have gone outside of the organization. That's all. That's just my opinion. Okay. I think promoting from within. I don't know if that accomplishes letting go of Doc Rivers. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, so, but Bowman knows what he's doing. He's. I mean, they, they look like they're going to be a good team next year. They have all the talent. Um, let's see what they do. So, we done with the NBA for at least six or at least three months? I think so. Look, maybe, maybe we'll get back into the NBA talk as free agents start to sign and the draft gets done. Yeah, draft, um, draft in November, and then uh, yeah. and then we look at uh, the NBA uh, starting in January. Yeah, so. NBA free agency, January, maybe even February. So, yeah. Well, the NBA so Mike, starts in January. Uh, are you asking me if I see what's coming up? I do. I am. I uh, I do. I don't have sound effects this week. Sorry. That's okay. It's probably in the left turn, and we you just didn't get to hear the cars go around the track. Yeah. Um. So recapping, the Charlotte Roval was last week, Mike. Um. My pick of Chase Elliott came in first. Your playoff driver pick of Alex Bowman still had a good finish, came in eighth. Um. 
And my on the non-playoff side, my pick of Ryan Blaney came in fifth, and your pick of Alec of um, Ryan Newman came in thirty-first. Yeah, so that, that gave me three points uh, from that race. Hey, there they are. Late yeah. turn. Um, yeah. So, so that puts the the regular season at thirty-two to nineteen in favor of me, and I'm up eleven to five in the playoffs. Um. So, Mike, we still alive in the round of eight is Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Kozlowski, Elliott, Logano, Truex, Bowman, and Kurt Busch. Eliminated after the Charlotte Roval were Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Clint Boyer, and Eric Armarola. So, yeah. Mark, so Mike, our stable of drivers to pick on the non-playoff side has grown. We're only down to eight for playoff drivers, Mike. So who do you like in the Hollywood Casino 400 at kansas motor speedway now rich uh the rules are that the winner of last week gets to pick you won last week who are you picking um i'm gonna go martin truex jr on the playoff side and his teammate for the next four races eric jones as my non-playoff driver i like those um i am gonna go with the guy who i think is gonna win this championship this year kevin harvick yeah, that's a good pick. I have him in my fantasy lineup, um, but I want I wanted to go with somebody else, so that's why I went with Truex. And who you like on the non-playoff side? Just give it some emotion, Mike. Everybody's favorite, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. All Come right. on, Jimmy, you gotta win. You gotta win at least one more race before the end of the season. Yeah. You gotta so, go out. Uh, I honestly, what's gonna happen is he's not gonna win a race, and then we're gonna get to to the final race wherever that is this year i don't remember and he's gonna phoenix is the final race okay he's gonna win in phoenix that's what i'm calling it now <laughs> like he's not gonna win until phoenix and then in phoenix he's gonna win the race and it's gonna be his okay. last race in nascar everybody's gonna cry it's gonna be a great emotional day kevin harvick's gonna come in second to win the uh, championship that's how okay. that's how this is gonna end folks uh i'm just i'm calling it now so okay fair enough all right so um, let's go over to the gridiron, Mike, as we're uh, getting toward the end of our show. Um, our week five picks, Mike, our locks. Uh, you got your lock right as the Cowboys had a narrow victory over the G-Men. How much was I sweating? At, how much was I sweating at that that game? Yeah, you had Dak Prescott go out. That was a oh. gruesome injury. Oh. That was bad. One of the worst. I mean, it looks bad. Let's be honest, though. It's an ankle. It's an ankle injury. Uh, it's bro it's a broken slash dislocated ankle. Those are fairly I don't want to say they're common. And the way this one looked looked a lot worse than it I mean we don't we don't always have that good a video of it. And yeah, it was bad, but it's not something that can't be overcome. I'm not worried for his career. Uh, this is not the career type career ending type injury that uh, who is the guy that that almost lost his leg um was it alex um, alex? alex smith yeah and he, he was another story good story to come out of uh week five as he got to come in as an injury replacement for kyle allen yeah that was been a really emotional comeback and even tony dungy on the sunday night broadcast on nbc said he's got my vote for comeback player of the year yeah coming back i mean a two-year a two-year long rehab to and, get back on the football shape. And they legitimately, at one point in time, told him, we need to take your leg. Like, they thought yep. they were going to have to cut his leg off. Good on him for making it back. But, uh, so beyond that, um, so, yeah, it, it, Dak will be back. I don't know, like, I don't know at what level. But let's move on. Uh, what was your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of the week was the Rams over the Washington football team, which I got 30-10. to 10. And our guest picker, David Hyvinga, you did not get your lock as the Raiders upset the Chiefs 40-32. to 32. What did you think of that? Is that the biggest upset of the year so far? I So far, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that was that game in was that game in, in the Death Star or, or in uh, does it, Arrowhead? It doesn't matter. It was in the Death Star. It was in. Okay. But does it, it matter? Raised. Yeah. I mean, they out. They outscored them. Yeah. They found a way to outscore him, so that could be, that could be. That's really how you have to beat Andy Reid's Chiefs, though, is to outscore him. And as the defense, their their defense isn't the best. It's a bend but not break type of type of defense. And the the bigger question is, are we going to see that as the 
Um, I mean, it's a copycat league, so are we going to start seeing that how that play, that the the way that they were beat? Is that how we're going to see guys come at them? I think that that's the only way you can come at them, and so I believe mean. I mean, if, if Buffalo could pull it off, pull that pull that type of upset off. I mean, they didn't show up too well in, in uh, the Tennessee game, um, which was your which was your upset pick that didn't come through. Is the Bills lost forty two to sixteen? Um, Matt, uh, our guest picker David Hyvinga didn't get his upset either, as the Saints won twenty three to twenty over the Bolts in overtime, and I got my upset right as the Panthers beat the Falcons twenty three to sixteen. I switched into that as my upset pick since yep. the Patriots-Broncos game was canceled Sunday morning. So, uh, more on uh, other things to talk about. Um, how about, uh, what was I, I had a thing on that, on the upset. In uh, Houston, uh, on the upset? Or... I don't remember. I had a... Oh, okay. So, Rich, so... you because you actually got both your upset and your lock... Oh, and uh, how did we do on Thursday night? It um, didn't there was happen. No Thursday night football. Didn't yeah, happen. I know. Because uh, you got <laughs> no your Thursday upset and your lock. Uh, who you picking on uh, on those? Okay, for my lock of the week, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens over the Philadelphia Eagles. I like that pick. And... That was going to be my, my lock of the week as well, but uh, you got to it first because you had and... honors. Yep. My upset, I'm, it's not a confident pick. But I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons getting their first win and beating the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, lots. Of, I don't think it will either. But they have Julio why. Jones back, and I think that's gonna be a game changer for the Falcons. Okay, my lock of the week is New England over Denver. Um, Cam's back. New England. Uh, I mean, you're you're giving um, Belichick. You gave Belichick an extra week to plan and to prepare. Uh, and uh, Denver, Denver looks like a crappy team this year. So, you know. Yeah, and uh, Denver's without their best running back as he got busted yep. for a DUI, and he's been ruled out this week. Yep. Um, my upset of the week, a team that I never thought I would pick uh, as an upset, and I don't know this one. I think is is such a close match of terrible versus terribleer. Uh, I think that. Uh, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets are going to take the uh, upset over Miami this this week. Uh, it's considered an upset only because of how you and I determine what an upset is, and that's um, whether what uh, who's ahead in the um, the Yahoo in the Yahoo the Yahoo pick and pull pick and pull, and uh, yeah, the Miami is way behind, and the Jets are uh, you know the Jets are. I think the Jets. I, I don't. I, I don't see that one happening, Mike. I think the the while the Dolphins they're they're not going to challenge for a division title. I think they're better than the Jets. There's a lot of turmoil there in New York with the media saying Adam Gase has lost the team and doesn't and is doesn't deserve to have his job. And now the defensive coordinator taking taking hits at the team saying that you know my defense isn't the best, but we're playing from behind a lot because our offense is terrible. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would agree. Uh, Normally, so I, I don't I don't think the Jets have it. I, I think it's a lost season for the Jets, and they're going to have a hard time winning games this year. Okay, Miami's they're coming, not going to get the first win. Let me let me let me look at the, let me let me lay some things out. Miami is coming okay. into this game saying we are, we're going to win this game. This is an easy game for us. They might be overlooking this game just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, I, I'm glad you got that reference. Yeah, that, that smirk. Just a little bit. Um, so they're going to come in and they're going to overlook this game just a little bit. Then the Jets are going to say, this is a game we can win. We got to win a game, guys. We can't We can't go We can't go 0-16. We got to do something. So they're going to come into this game, and this is their, this is their championship game right here. This is the <laughs> one game they can win. Honestly, tell me, look at their the rest of their schedule. They don't have a lot of teams that they can beat on their schedule, right? This is the one game they might have a chance. So they're going to come into this game full force. And uh, and I think the Jets are going to do it. This, I, okay. I think they, ha they, they can. Honestly, um, what you said about Gates, yeah, you're right. 
uh, the team that that looks terrible on the team. He's done a terrible job managing the team in general. Uh, he's forced his the GM out to take on the role of GM, and then he goes and forces. Yeah, wasn't it a year or two ago that he uh, basically made like got the GM ousted? No. No, that they they have an actual. They they have an they brought in um, Joe Douglas from Philly to work with him. Joe Douglas inherited Adam Gase from the previous administration, which is Mark Malangan, I think it was. Okay, but Mark was was ousted by Adam Gase. Adam basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah the front office chose the head coach over the general manager. Right. So fine, maybe he's not, but he was. He's uh, Adam was. I thought Adam was granted like approval rights on on things. I, I don't think he was, but he, he was never on board with the Le'Veon Bell signing. Right. And Which, there's been that snipping back and forth between how how with between Bell and Gates about how you didn't you didn't use me very well. Which now Le'Veon Bell's gone and is in Kansas City, which um, we'll get to in just a minute. But honestly, uh, they are a dumpster fire. Uh, hopefully, he will be the, he's the next coach on the hot seat. Which. You know, surprisingly enough, let's go to that. Well, well oh. before we do, Mike, Thursday night football, it's not the best matchup with the way these two teams are playing, but we still got to pick a winner. Philadelphia or the New York football giants? Can I vote for a tie? No. I mean, if you're putting a gun to my head, I'm going to have to say Philadelphia. Um, I'm, I'll be different. It's not a very confident pick, but I'm going to go with the New York football giants. So you're picking Philadelphia as your upset team this week? Or, no. No, you you have them to lose. That's right. Yes. You have them. The your lock is that they lose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm you know either way. I don't think either team is good. I think that Philadelphia has more talent on their team. I don't think they're being used as well. Yeah. But they yeah, do the, have this matchup talent. looked a little better at the start of the season when when the Giants still had Barkley under center uh, as the running back. Now. Now it doesn't look too as good of a matchup for a Thursday night game, but it is Thursday night football, and there's no way that you can flex in a better matchup. How about, how about Danny Dimes? You think he's going to show up? I don't know. They that... they put up 35 points. They put up 35 points in against Dallas, and fantasy wise, Jones still scored less than 10 points. So I don't think so. Okay. Um... So, I, I just don't like Philly this year. I, I, think I mean, I don't like Philly, Philly in general. So that's, I why think, I, that's why I got to pick against them. I think Philly's a terrible team, but I still don't think uh, I still don't think that's what what happened. Okay, let's move over to. We've had some coaches fired already this year, Rich. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about it last week, but uh, Bill O'Brien lost his job two weeks ago. In a he he not only lost his general manager job, but he lost his head coaching job too. Yeah. And last week, after the Falcons fell to zero and five, yeah, zero and five, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons fired Dan Quinn and the general manager Thomas Dimmerdorf. So, do, do you think it, do you think it was the right move for both teams to fire their coaches? Oh, you know, for a team that, uh, um. Uh, while, while you're gathering your thoughts here, I, I think l- let's let's look at the Falcons. The Falcons just have not been the same since they lost that lost the Super Bowl to the to the Patriots. They they tried to bring in offensive coordinators to say, you know what, we're, you're you're going to be our offensive coordinator, but we want you to run Kyle Shanahan's offense, even though Kyle Shanahan's now the coach in San Francisco. Yep. I don't think that that was ever a good fit bringing in Sarkeesian and Dirk, Dirk Cutter, telling them that you're going to be our offense coordinator, but we want you to run this type of system. Yep. And it just hasn't worked out. And so I, I think, and Dan Quinn being brought in because of how good his defenses were in Seattle, and he could never duplicate the success in Atlanta, bringing his philosophies from Seattle over to Atlanta just never, it never took. But they didn't so, have the Legion of Boom. That's the biggest problem. They didn't. Like, they you didn't. can't bring somebody in and say, we want you to replicate what you did with arguably the greatest defense we've seen in a long time. 
one of the greatest mm-hmm. defenses we've seen in a long time. Player-wise, not even like the design of the. Honestly, they had some of the best defensive players we've ever seen, and yet you give him mediocre talent in your defense, and you expect him to be able to to uh, replicate exactly what was going on there. No, that's never going to happen. That's not yeah. how that works. So, honestly, uh, I'm not surprised. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I am surprised at how early it's happened. Mm-hmm. Like both of these, both of these firings, uh, I'm surprised yeah. at how early they happened. Houston, I, especially. I'm not. I I think Houston. I think needed a change. You needed a change in scenery. To where if, if Dan Quinn, I don't think Dan Quinn, while I agree, I think that you needed to see some sort of change in Dan Quinn. I think that change was needed now to where you could either evaluate which coaches you wanted to keep around going into the next off season, or if you're going to total a clean house and let everybody go and let the new general manager pick who's going to be the new coaching staff and let that coach bring in all an all new staff. Now, um, but Houston, I, I agree with you. I think Houston was too early. They now, gave Bill O'Brien those general manager and front office powers. So I think he deserved time to fully see those moves through instead of just cutting bait and saying, you know what, it's not going to work out. But I think in O'Brien's case, it could have been that they wanted to bring in a front office person to handle all the front office duties. And maybe it that's what led to it. That's what was his downfall is he wanted those personnel personal powers much like belichick has and when they they could have been a story it could have been a thing of no we're going to take those powers away from you so it could have while they while he was fired it could have been more along the lines of a mutual parting of ways because he yeah. wanted to he wanted to buy the groceries not just cook the food yeah i and i think there's something to be said for being able to to be the gm and your head coach um because yeah you're right you gotta if you gotta if you're the one um, having to make the team work, you should have a say on on who's getting who's getting picked up and who's getting drafted and all that stuff. So, yeah, I like that. Um, Houston's biggest problem, though, is uh, I mean they were a lot of people's pick to come out of the AFC South and mm-hmm. even to go into this. I mean, I think I I'm pretty sure I put put them in the championship if I remember correctly. I'd have to look it up. I don't. I don't know. I don't think you took Houston that far, but I think you did put them. I think you, that you did give them at least a, a playoffs position. I mean, they have the talent to be one of the top teams in the NFL. Let's look at uh, talent-wise. They look great, but uh, but man, they they've only won one game. Where's your explanation for that? Yeah, and the trades that Bill O'Brien, the general manager, made have looked terrible. Oh yeah, so far yeah. he's looked terrible. So I and so I, I think that also contributed to him losing his job as well. Yep. Do I blame them for doing that? Not at all. Uh, am I surprised at the at how quickly they did that? Yes. That's that's I think the only big big issue I have with it. So. All right. So who else do you think is on the hot seat due to their record so far? Mike and then we maybe, maybe end the show looking at who who some possible candidates Zimmer could be. Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, okay. He's got to be on the hot seat. I see. This is why I think they don't lose today. Because if they lose, um, do you think he makes it past this week? Even. Yeah, I, I think they do. I think that you could see it as they need a change. They they need some sort of change because he hasn't gotten them over the hump. You can't get him over, get, get him out of the first round of the playoffs. But I don't think that he would be in danger of losing his job, though. I honestly, I think, I think this week he would be. Like, legitimately, this is the week that uh, I think it would put him at risk of losing his job. Um, so I think this week he's on the hot seat. Um, uh, let me. Adam Gase in New York looks bad. Yeah, it, I think. Look, is looking bad. And, I think that's um, going to be the the other one. Those are the two that I think this week. Uh, at, I mean, maybe not losing their jobs right now, but at least looking into twenty twenty one, you could see another head, a different head coach uh, manning the reins, and I could see that in Jacksonville. 
if um, if the Jaguars can't take a step forward. And and Mike, I think another person that could get that could get ousted could be Mike McCarthy in Dallas. If Dal- if the Dallas Cowboys don't live up to expectations, maybe Jerry Jones is realizing that. Mike McCarthy wasn't the right hire after all. I'm going to let him go. I'm going to say no on that because it's only been the first year. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, Jerry is a loyal guy. Sometimes to a fault. Jerry doesn't like to to if a he doesn't like to to admit his um his mistakes. mistakes. Okay. So sometimes he rides somebody longer than they should. Take a look at what happened with uh, with the clapper. Like he was there, and he was there longer than he should have been. So honestly, no, I don't think I think Jerry I don't think Jerry pulls it out pulls out yet and and says no. Um, I think uh, I think McCarthy has at least two more years. Um, at least, but we'll see. I, I mean I, I don't think you're you're way off but a uh, they lead the NFC um, they lead the NFC least yes they lead the NFC least uh, in uh, for the division right now so and honestly do you see the Eagles Washington or the Giants? Fighting them for, uh, for for the division win. Probably not. But okay. So, I, but it could come down to Jerry's expectations for the team being a lot higher than what the team actually is built around. So maybe if they if he doesn't meet Jones's expectations, and there's a chance that he can get the guy that he really wants, say Lincoln Riley, to come out of to leave the University of Oklahoma to come aboard and coach the Cowboys, maybe that's, maybe he pulls the trigger and let's go with McCarthy. Uh, breaking news coming from, uh, from uh, Trade Talks, uh, Blake Bortles is out in Denver. They already cut him? Yeah. Oh. I, I think he was only signed once they lost Drew Locke as their, who was their starting quarterback, and now he's back. So that's yeah. not... A, I wouldn't really call that a big breaking story hey. that they just released their starting quarterback. But yeah, um, no. So McCarthy's gonna McCarthy's gonna get him to the playoffs, right? Like you gotta if he gets him to the playoffs, I think he keeps his job. And I don't think and I think at this point I don't really see a reason why he doesn't make the playoffs. So that's first. Uh, that's that's it's it's just an outside of the box thought I, that I have. It, it's probably not gonna happen, but. Maybe, um, maybe. Well, that's all. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about outside of the box, is Kyle Shanahan. You gotta do some uh, rethinking. He might. He might. They've lost a lot of assistants, and they could lose another. They, they his assistants have been on a short on on a lot of people's short list for interviews as well. Uh, but so he, but even beyond that, they're not even five. They're they're a game below five hundred. Injuries have played a large part in yeah. Kyle in in why San Francisco isn't doing as well. Yeah, but, but I mean they they had about a twelve and four record last year, uh, largely because of the teams that they played, the caliber, yeah. of the winning, the number of losing teams that they played last year because of how the NFL designs their schedule, based on how you did the previous year. So now you're facing a tougher schedule, and that on top of the injuries has led to San Francisco having a tough go this year. So if they don't if they don't break five hundred, I don't Kyle? I don't see that one going. McCarthy, I mean uh, Shanahan and John Lynch got very long contracts. I think they both got like eight year contracts when they signed on to go to San Francisco. So I think Shanahan is safe. Um, is Riverboat Ron in any in any danger of losing his job in Washington? I don't think so. He he's in the he's got the first year. Okay. He's got a first year, and I think Joe Judge is in the same boat in New York. No matter how bad they do, I think they're they they're going to earn two or three more years, much like your argument for McCarthy. Yeah. Because he just got hired last year, so at least they're good. Their seats probably won't get too warm if they if they fail to meet expectations in year one. Um. 
uh, either Chargers or De- or Denver, either one of those coaches. I don't think so. Okay. Um, we know that the Bengals aren't going to fire anybody, even if uh, they lose an entire season. So we're okay there. Yeah, I, um, yeah, Bill O'Brien though that that firing uh, makes sense, but also seems a little early. They've been they face a lot of tough teams early on, which honestly you could make the same argument against with Atlanta. The first half of their schedule looks super tough. So, I mean, it all looks like the 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 Super Bowl where they all where they were the top team. Uh, they were they were up way high and then lost, but whatever. So, Rich, any final thoughts before we get we end the show? We're a little longer than we normally do, but that's okay. No, not not really, folks. Uh, my final thoughts have to do with uh, if you like what you see on Facebook. Um, but you don't necessarily want to watch the video, uh, check us out where you, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us at uh, wherever you get any of your major podcasts. You can find us there. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on the podcast and you're looking for uh, a way to interact, um, we do this every Saturday about 10.30-ish, uh, and you can find us at facebook.com slash balls and sixes. That's where our podcast uh, is found. And then uh, if you look up fans of balls and sticks on facebook you can join the community and uh, vote on our polls and uh do that every week um we thank you again for joining us uh we will see you next week um about the same time and about the same uh same uh channel right yeah that's right okay thanks for joining us and like always like and uh give us a review like and share and all that stuff and uh and uh, give us a good review and uh, yeah thanks and have a great week